Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. This is One Man's Opinion. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for taking the time, the effort, the energy to download, like, favorite, subscribe, comment, uh, whatever else it is that you do to get this podcast, this show. Appreciate each and every one of you doing so. If you could spread the word, love to pump out more episodes of this. We got a lot of ideas going on for future episodes as well. Man, I'd like to get some video involved here. Uh, I'm thinking about getting a Telestrator, right? I'm thinking about doing some like Thursday night, Monday night, maybe even Sunday night Telestrations where sort of drawing, I've always wanted to do that. And I actually have been messing around with it lately and am uh, considering it at the least. So uh, whatever this, it's all uh, because of the show, because of this podcast, appreciate each and every one of you. If you're just stumbling in to this show, welcome. I, my name is Jeff Manns. You can hear me weekday afternoons on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio from three to 5 PM. Eastern time. I host a show called elite sports. On that network, I also host SiriusXM Fantasy Football pregame show with my main man, Bob Harris, every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Get you ready for all the Sunday action across that platform. I am part owner and chief content officer over at FantasyGuru.com. Lots going on. We are, by the title of this episode, you may notice we're starting, things are starting to happen. It's... While other people, and I'll address some of the failures of myself and my advice in the draft season, I've definitely got some things wrong. But when, you know, if you're going to, it's weird. People expect me to keep going with the wrong. I will never keep going with the wrong. I will not, I will only tell you the truth. That is it. Nothing else. There's no agenda. There's nothing. I don't, If I was wrong on something preseason, we're changing. And I think that that type of attitude, that that uh, analysis gives all of us, everybody listens to this show, Elite Sports, FantasyGuru.com members, gives us such a substantial leg up because we're not going to make excuses. We'll tell you why. I mean, excuse, it sounds like an excuse. People always say, oh, you're an excuse. No, what happened? That's it. Did I miss it? Did some, the coach do something different? Did the guy get something called back? I, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, by the way, this is uncensored. Keep the kids away. Uh, put your ear, AirPods in, your noise-canceling headphones on, one and all, because uh, it's going to get ner- nasty, especially on this episode. I got a lot to say, so uh, fuck shit balls, Fuck shit balls. That's what I'm going to I'm going to swear a lot in this episode because that's what I get to do on this show. But nevertheless, uh, we got. I've got so much to cover that I'll jump jump right in. I'm going to try as hard as I can not to get into the non-football stuff. I know people get mad at me, and I get it. Stop bitching about this or commenting about that. It does. It is important that I address those situations because it could become a runaway freight train. But we'll we'll dive in throughout the course of this show here as well. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. By the way, a great time to jump in over at fantasyguru.com. DFS and betting packages available. If you are a 
basic member, which they mean uh, draft guide or full season product and upgrade, uh, just lowered all of the costs to upgrade our membership levels across the board. Just send us an email, support at fantasyguru.com and uh, and get in because we are on fire right now in the betting, specifically betting. I got my ass kicked in DFS. Let's be transparent. Not going to try to tell anybody. Two weeks, very good. Last week, kicked in the ding ding. Okay. But betting went fucking nuclear this past week, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, let's dive in real quick. Let's recap week number two, all the or week three, I'm sorry, the results uh, from last week. Basically, why did we get kicked in the junk with DFS, Daily Fantasy Football? It's I will not – this is something I won't budge from. I'm never going to be a guy who will recommend stacking. I think stacking is like itching your scalp when it's itchy. You, you start doing it, you can't stop, and then you become reliant on it. And next thing you know, you're bleeding out in a dermatologist's office saying, please give me, the, give me the good stuff, baby. Give me the good stuff. Don't start doing it. And I refused to do it last week. I knew the risk going in. I felt very confident in the lineups that I built. And we built, as a result, we had some Dolphins exposure. We had some um, Broncos exposure. We, we, you know, we did the right things. Just wasn't enough. The first half of that game, we were looking golden, and then the Chargers in Minnesota went nuclear. And what do you know? The only thing different should have, if we would have made one change, went from Jefferson to Keenan Allen, or used both, that may have made a difference with Patrick Mahomes. But then it would have been impossible. Uh, and if our cheap play and Jonathan Mingo didn't get injured, uh, he was on en route to a very good game himself. But uh, that kind of sunk our battleship as it pertains to that. So DFS got hammered there back on the horse in week number four. But the betting side of things, that's how you know, you know, you're on the right path, right? A bad week, in my opinion, or not my opinion, I should. It's not my opinion. It's a fucking fact. A the results will tell you if you lose everything you do, if you're following betting DFS and seasonal advice and you're getting your ass kicked, well, then there is a problem. If that doesn't happen, if you are winning two of the three or one of the three, it's not you're on something, just something went wrong. You're on the right track. And I hit for 11 units this week. Uh, across the National Football League, and I especially kicked ass. I, I never bet the Sunday night game unless I like a play. I, I had one bet on it already, Jalen Warren over two and a half receptions. But because I got my ass kicked in DFS, I said, fuck it. I'm just, I had a good read on that game anyway. And so I went in, did a four-way parlay, which was crazy, but gave it away to our subscribers at Fantasy Guru. That one hit, hit both my single game parlays on Monday night football, and like took it from six units to 11 units with those three games as it was. And that's a great feeling because I was down two units going in and now we're up eight for the season and we're just going to build on from there. And that's why I, sh I have a very good feeling as I sit here this week and broadcast this podcast for you. I really, and what I'm going to do today, I've got a lot to talk about. I will do some waivers because you guys wanted it. You asked for it. Uh, I was going to go through all 32 NFL teams. I'm probably not going to end up getting to that. Like, you should see my my notes on what I want to talk about. 
because it's insane. I couldn't fit this in four hours. So here's what I want to do, though. Something that I think is important. I've noticed a lot of our folks at FantasyGuru.com been asking. A lot of people ask for, like, rest of season rankings, okay? And that's something that I don't do, not because I can't, not because any other. The reason is it's not good for you. It's not good for you. See, part of my job is to help everybody out there stay out of their own way, all right? Not fall into the sinkholes and the traps that I have fallen into in my past. That's this job. That's what, it's everything for me. And folks get really caught up in that kind of shit. I'll tell you, it don't matter. The rest of the season, who the fuck cares? Well, I want to know. I'm going to make a trade. Listen, man. You know who's important. You know who's not. Right? Maybe you don't. I guess that's not fair to say you do. For the most part, don't you kind of know? And so in that spirit, if you don't, it's fine. What I'm going to do this week and next week here on the show, I'm going to start with quarterbacks and running backs this week. I'll never get to the rest. And I want to give you not the ranking. All right, because rankings are bogus. They're bullshit. Everybody just projects their and then what the fuck? By the way, rest of season ranking right now, right fucking now, I can tell you that Jerome Ford is RB, you know, whatever, 18 or 615 something. Okay, I'm just throwing shit out. And then, and, and because that's how I haven't projected the rest of the year. Well, in week six, he, Wyatt Teller could tear his ACL. God forbid that happens. And you're like, who's Wyatt Teller? He's the right guard of Cleveland. He's the most important piece of the offense line. Well, maybe not the most important, but he's best part of the run blocking side. And if that happens, every week, Game seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all the way through. Now you you have a lower projection on for it. And now it's done. Do you see what I'm saying? It's great to hope and wish, but that's not, that's so foolish. It's silly. And I used to do this all the time, folks. I promise you. I always look, rest of the season rankings, re-rank and all that. Now, instead of do that, I do something over at fantasyguru.com called the fantasy football depth chart. And I only update this every couple of weeks and because, you know, things will be different. You know what I mean? It'll be different. Things will change. We'll get, you know, players will move up and down in terms of value a little bit, but a snapshot of the actual value these players hold. All right. And so today I'm going to bring you the quarterbacks and the running backs. I'll tell you who the QB ones are. I'll tell you who the quarterback twos are. Tell you running back ones and twos. I'm only probably only going to get to the top running back ones and twos because I do want to get into waivers and some other things. The matchups, I got to talk about week four and preview that for everybody as well. So uh, that's what I plan on doing here. I've got some buy low, sell high if we can get to that here as well. Let me let me talk about this real quick Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm tiptoeing around it. It uh, used to be a lot easier to give advice in fantasy sports. And I, I need to address something, and I know I won't get into it too much, but 
uh, Puka Nogoa. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Puka Nakoa that everybody loves and everything. So I spent the last two weeks trying to calm everybody down about Puka. My, meanwhile, I spent three months trying to tell everybody who he was. And then like one game and everybody has to pick him up. And week two, he has another great game. And so I had to calm everybody down and nobody listened. Let's face it. And it all culminated in a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean everybody. You could lie to yourself and that's fine. You know, I'm not going to come to your house, knock on your door. Hey, fuck face. You say this. You, I, it culminated with people asking and, and saying, well, should I start Puka Nicole or Jamar Chase? And I lost my fucking mind when it was first brought up like Thursday uh, uh, by a caller on the show. I, I was like, oh, dismissive. Like, you're you're nuts. This is a one off. You're crazy. Whatever. Then Friday, the same thing. Then my discord Friday night discord over the weekend. Then on Sunday morning, even Bob Harrison, I got into a little bit where he asked and I love Bob to absolute death. But he's like, is it a crazy question? And I, I said, yes. It is fucking insane. It's not a weird question. It's crazy. It's lunacy. Let me tell you why. This job is hard enough, right? Oh, talking fantasy sports is hard. Yeah, it is. It really fucking is. And it didn't used to be. Back in the day, this job is supposed to be in a fantasy analyst. It's supposed to be. We're supposed to be able. Puka, Nicole, yes. That is Tutu Atwell, yes. We are supposed to be talking about those players. We're supposed to know who they are, what they're about, how they fit. That is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell you the great draft values and sleepers and busts, right? We're supposed to do that. What we're not supposed to do, what th has never happened. I've been, by the way, I've played this game since 1988. Icky shuffle, motherfuckers. I've been in the industry since 2005. 2005, man. It's almost 20 fucking years I've done this. I've been on national radio. Huge followings, the whole deal for decades now. And I've never seen it like this. I have never seen two weeks into the season the number two overall pick, not because of injury. Nuh-uh. Well, Joe Burrow was injured. Eh. Joe Burrow played, was going to play. I was skeptical of Burrow playing, even with Burrow out. Jake Browning. You fucking start Jamar Chase, you absolute goons. You fucking, fucking idiots. Like, that can't, we can't be like that. We just can't be like that as fantasy players. You you guys listen, you can't be like that. You you're dead. I mean dead. There is no this is like you're you're 25 years old or however old each of you are and you still have to go and have mommy or daddy wipe your asshole when you take a shit. How is that possible? You can't possibly need the analyst to tell you every single starter on your fucking team. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's crazy. First, second, third round picks two weeks into the season. This isn't 
Super Bowl week and you're out thinking and trying to get the best, that I get. Two weeks in, you're insane. Here's the thing. You need some degree of humility, y'all. You're not smarter than everybody. I think that the internet has given people like brain muscles. You think you're fucking better than doctors and scientists and nurses and police department and fucking uh, uh, who any engineers and oh, you'll build a bridge that way. Like, what the fuck? You're not smarter than them. My God. Now, some of you probably are, but you're not smarter at everything. The ones that could build bridges don't know how to, uh, you know, I I don't know, pick up a a, a lady. You know, you don't know other things. You don't know how to cook. There's always some. We always fall short somewhere. You can't play fantasy football and be like, oh, do I start the guy I picked up on waivers last week or the number one fucking player in the world? Like, oh. I hear that, and I'm like, well, they're dead. Dead, dead, dead. There's nothing I can do. There's no way I could – I can – you know what I mean? This is the person that's fucking, like, playing roulette with a fucking shotgun, and they're like, oh, is there a bullet in here or not? Eventually, there's going to be one. You're going to fucking off yourself. It's it's inevitable. It's just inevitable. So that pissed me off. This has gotten harder. You you all need to take some level of responsibility. If you want to, I'm supposed to be hunkered down, locking in. You need to know who am I starting? Jeff Manns, am I starting Jordan Addison or DJ Chark this week? That's that's, That's where you pay me. That's what I'm for. You're not supposed to be asking, do I, uh, do I start Olamide Zacchaeus or Justin Jefferson? No, that was never supposed to happen. This is conversations that should never have happened. All right. So let's be clear on that. And it's a shame. It's just a shame because here's the thing. I could make a great call. And I, I mean, listen, Devon A-Chain, Kyron Williams, if you look at the underdog and drafters leaderboards right now, uh, go look at this guy's name. His name is Jeff Mans, all one word, and he is doing very well. A-Chain and Kyron Williams literally super late, last in rounds 18, 19, 19, 20, 16, 16, 19. I got these guys everywhere. Puka, I have Puka in several leagues, including best ball. And at three actual leagues that draft and hold leagues, I start every week. I start them this week. I didn't start them over no fucking Jamar Chase. That's for fuck sure. I, I mean, so I knew all, I'm making great call, but I can't. There's no way I could save you because if I make a heroic call like that, you're just going to shit the bed somewhere else. Unless I come to your house and set every nine players every week. That's why I tell you, start the same guys. Depth chart. Lock it in. These are every week starters. So now I see it in my own discord. Everyone's like, well, I have a question about my depth chart. Now I'm going to change it. No, that's the whole reason for the depth chart. The whole reason of the depth chart. You don't have to worry about it. Oy vey. Let's get into waivers. So that, that was my thought right there. Uh, waiver pickups. 
for the week. There's nobody. I'll get into the fantasy football depth chart here in a moment. There's no quarterback that has broken in yet into the top 12 that out of nowhere that nobody would have owned. Now, all right, well, technically, I had Russell Wilson in there anyway. He's definitely a top 12 quarterback still. Watson's still in there. I think Cousins and Goff both have elevated into there, where guys like Daniel Jones, Justin Fields have dropped out. All right, so that's where I'm at. But I'm not picking up C.J. Stroud, other than a two-QB league. Even that, man, I have a real tough time with Stroud. He's QB 24. That's right on the right on the edge of being a QB two and being a QB three for crying out loud, which is garbage. I like what he's doing, but eh. Eh. so no real quarterbacks to pick up Andy Dalton in a short term scenario. I had to do that this past week, by the way. Uh, I had Joe Burrow in a super flex league, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I knew I I couldn't live with myself bringing it down to a Monday night. I just couldn't. So I'm like, fuck it. Give me the red rifle against Seattle. See what happens. And he did pretty good. Did better than Burrow, actually, come to think of it. So, uh, I mean, that kind of stuff, fine. Running back, now here's where Devon A-Chain, he wants to call himself A-Chan. Trust me on this. I have scouted this kid to, all the way up and down, and it's why I was so high on him. Super fast, but very diminutive. But I liked his running style, his cutting style. And I thought in this Dolphins offense, he was going to be a home run type player. But now here's the problem. A-Chain's not different. He's not new. This isn't something came out of nowhere. He was, they drafted him. They went through their entire training camp and everything. And A-Chain was getting work as a passing down running back. Well, what happened was Salvin Ahmed played better. Salvin Ahmed went above him. He, you know, Ahmed, who's been in Miami a couple of years now, second year in this system, has been there and he elevated himself and he played ahead of A-Chain. A-Chain was inactive. The a- a- Ahmed is out last week. That's why A-Chain did what he did. That would have just been Ackman most likely. And I love A-Chain. I have him in about a handful of leagues. I started him nowhere. And I won't start him this week either, even though it's, you know, a good enough matchup, I suppose, against Buffalo. I, I'm not even, th- not even remotely in my prism of starting him. Mostert's the one. I know he's going to get hurt. Ackman's the two. He's already hurt, but he will be back. He is playing. Ackman's playing in week four. So literally, A-Chain drops to three. But guess what? One week from now, Jeff Wilson's back. Jeff Wilson's on IR. Guy they traded for last year. The reason they didn't bring in other running backs, they have Mostert. Wilson's now going to be there. Ackman's going to be there. You're talking about RB4 for A-Chain for a while. Now, Listen, will he catapult some of those guys? Absolutely. I think Mostert gets hurt. I think A-Chain can eventually get past Ahmed. All right, but it's not it's not now. And here's the thing. Why would you pay 25%, 30 40 50 however much you're trying to pay for Devon A-Chain right now? Why are you paying that? 
for the long term. A better idea is to grab Jeff Wilson for a buck. Just get Jeff Wilson for a dollar. And then here's what you do. Jeff Wilson will come back and week four will come up. And uh, I'm sorry, week four is here. Week five will, will come up. They'll play the New York Giants. They play the Panthers in week six, by the way. So you get like two really good matchups. And guess what? Mostert, and if Mostert's hurt, it's going to be Jeff Wilson. And A-Chain might, may even be inactive. It's very possible. I hope he isn't. I don't think they would do that after this monster game, but it's not that crazy to think that. So Wilson comes back. You have A-Chain, and then what happened? You're going to want to cut A-Chain. Get Wilson. Get that. And then you could pivot off of him, sell him high. Maybe he has a two-touchdown game or something. And by that time, whoever paid 30, 50% of their free agent budget for A-Chain, they will have dropped him. And when they do, then we go back and we pick up A-Chain for a dollar. That's the move to make. I can't put anything into it. All right. Um, other running backs that I'm interested in. Rico Dowdle, I mentioned it on the XM show. I have moderate interest. If you have Tony Pollard, you better lock Dowdle down, man. Rico Dowdle is Tony Pollard from the last two years. He's playing that exact role, the exact role, right? And it's just going to grow. As Pollard is diminutive himself, Dowdle's bigger, stronger runner, quite honestly. So when that happens, you got you have to handcuff. It's such a that's such a big valuable position. So if the guy who has Pollard in your league, if it's not you and he doesn't have Rico Dowdle, I strongly recommend picking him up. Let me tell you about the other one. This guy is likely not available. This guy is somebody everybody loves and cannot talk enough about. Jalen Warren. This is Jalen Warren's week. I haven't even said this on SiriusXM yet. Well, maybe I, I'll have to have spilled the beans if you're listening to this late in the week. But this is this is for the podcast first people. I already I think Jalen Warren's going to be uh owned in majority leagues. Maybe buy low on him coming off of a shitty game. This is it. This is the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. If Jalen Warren doesn't overtake Najee Harris now, right now, this week, if it doesn't happen, it's never going to happen. Do you understand? Otherwise, this guy's a 30% snap share, couple of drives a game. He'll catch two to three balls. What would he do? I believe that this is the week. I think Pittsburgh is setting this up so that this is obviously an absolute easy fucking matchup to run the ball against, against on the road against the Houston Texans. I think this is a completely simple, I think Najee would hammer the Texans. I think Warren would handle the Texans. If Mike Tomlin, Matt Canada want this to make this change, what they will do is put in Jalen Warren super early into this ball game and they will run and they will run him. And he, and what's going to happen. He's going to, whoever runs the ball early is going to have success because it's the Texans. I see this. This is my experience. 
that's telling you guys how it's going to go down. How did I know fucking, uh, well, I said it was going to be Keenan Allen, but how do I know to pick up Josh Palmer? I fucking know. I feel I have an instinct doing this so long. And I'm positive. Jalen Warren, probably, it may be the first drive of the game. Who knows? If not, it's by the second or third drive max. Jalen Warren, he pops off a couple runs, and then they keep feeding him, and it's going to be, well, we got to play the hot hand. He was the one. He did really good. And that's it. And then Jalen Warren overtakes Najee Harris. So, again, a lot of folks. Well, Najee, Jeff Mans, you had him high on your running, but right. Why don't you have Warren? Nobody in the world told you not to have Jalen Warren. Nobody. Should have had him. Don't have him? Well, you fucked that one up. I didn't fuck that up for you. You fucked it up. So, and by the way, I have leagues where I have Najee Harris and I do not have Warren. So I'm in the same boat, just so you know, and I fucked it up. I didn't get him. I didn't, I wasn't high enough on him. But again, I also thought last, last week was it for Najee. Against the Raiders, that they should have been able to run the ball. They ran okay. They rushed for over 100 yards a team. Najee got, what, 50, 60 yards? Eh. Eh. Fine. This is the week that start they start getting that ground game going. And then, you know, down the stretch, the Steelers, they've got the Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks down the stretch. And I go, I don't want to look too far ahead, but we want to be invested in the Pittsburgh running game late in the season. We always do. Jalen Warren, get him. Buy low right now. Wide receivers, uh, Mike Williams out for the year for the Chargers. Yes, Josh Palmer's the guy to get. Quentin Johnston is just not playing enough. Even with Mike Williams off the field for most of that game, he didn't play very much. Johnston is a downfield vertical threat only right now. And Justin Herbert really likes Josh Palmer. He just really likes throwing in the ball. He likes his routes. He likes the ball placement. It's just, it's a chemistry thing that works very well. And Palmer immediately comes in. He's the top 30 wide receiver this week and going forward. So go, you got to pick him up. Tank Dell. I like Tank Dell. Played him in DFS this past week. Still lost, even with Tank Dell in GPP, not cash. GPP. But I think he's going to go. I don't really want to spend big money. I'll take, I have Robert Woods and I'll, I'm fine with Robert Woods. If I, that's my, I'm not going to get the big tank Dell games out of Robert Woods. That's an app. I, I understand that. Right. But over half his yards came on one catch and it wasn't like a difficult catch. He just, it was busted coverage. But like Robert Woods is 25 targets in three games. 15, he's five receptions a game. He's doing great. Uh, I'll keep Robert Woods as my bye week replacement. Uh, would I prefer Dell? Yeah, because he's got more upside. Absolutely would like that. But I'm not going to pay a premium is what I'm saying. Give me the premium on Palmer, not Tank Dell. The other guy you have to get your mitts on is Rasheed Rice. People ask, am I done with Kadarius Tony? For the most part. I'm not going to, I'm not going there anymore. I'm not, I personally, Jeff Mans, I'm not dropping him yet. But your foot injury, it's always going to be something with that guy. And I know it. I took the, I'll take the L on that one easily, but I'll just pivot to Rasheed Rice. I really want Rasheed Rice. It's happening. He's playing the Juju Smith Schuster role from last year. And you're like, oh, Juju didn't do very much. 
Um, Juju, he started out slow as well. And by the end of last season, Juju Smith-Schuster was a very productive receiver, top 25 fantasy wide receiver as well. So I'll take that out of a rookie with a lot more burst than Juju in Rasheed Rice. Pick him up if he's available. Tight ends, people ask me, do I drop Dalton Schultz? That's fine, but I'm only going to do it for like Zach Ertz. Ertz, Laporta, Musgrave, sure. But I doubt most of them are available. If they are, then pick them up for Schultz. Otherwise, don't go play tight end roulette. It's a no-win situation. All right? Some buy-low players going in. If you're in the trade market, going into week number four, I got a name for you. How about Kyler Murray? We all forget about him. Let's think about something. Arizona Cardinals got their first win. Yay. But it was a big win. That's a big upset of the Dallas Cowboys. That's a real big win. And you look at the Cardinals right now, and they are one of five teams. Actually, no, there's nine teams in the NFC. They have a plus point differential. They're one and two, but they're plus five on the season. They haven't been blown out. They had the game against Commanders, blew it late. They were destroying the Giants, blew it late. And then they handily won against the Cowboys. You know, there's some tough games ahead, right? 49ers, ooh, Bengals, ooh. Rams is winnable. Seahawks is winnable. Ravens, no. Browns, no. Falcons, yes. Texans, yes. Rams again. Bears later on in the season. Eh. What I'm saying is, where we assume they're just going to tank and go for Caleb Williams. Doesn't seem like this team is going to tank. I don't think they're going to be very good, but thus we're going to get Kyler Murray back. So if you, I can't put him in the top 12. He's not even fucking close in the top 12 of quarterbacks. But if you're in a super flex league, it's a guy to buy low on right now. I'm also telling you Javante Williams. Honestly, listen, Hopefully, if you're a member of fantasyguru.com, you understand us that you also listen to podcasts because I'm telling you right now. So I'm no dummy. I've done this a very long time. I don't want to be at like, I don't, I know when you're trying to be an asshole and you're trying to like, I, I just know the whole routine. I know the songs and the dances. If you come at me about some Javante Williams stuff, I'm just going to tell you to drop Drop, 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 all right? No fucking way would I drop him. He's going to annihilate the Bears this week in Chicago. That is going to happen. He's going to have a big fantasy week, and all of a sudden he's going to be a top 20 fantasy running back in the blink of a motherfucking eye. It's just going to happen that quickly, and everybody is like, oh, and that's exactly where I had him ranked. He is one Multiple touchdowns would go even beyond. He's RB31 right now. He's RB31. Do you want to know where he is from 24, where item ranked? Four points away. Four. And that's by underperforming massively in reception department. He only has eight, I think, on the season. He's going to go. He's going to fuck, man. This guy may be a top 15 at the end of this. Yeah, he 10 points away from being a top 15 running back. 
So that's a 20. You have a 25 point week as running back. You're going to be top 10. Look at, uh, I mean, guys who haven't even fucking played. Devon A. Chain has played two games. He had one game. All of his points came in one game. He's RB6. That's how crazy that is. Zach Moss only played two games. He's RB12. Saquon Barkley played two games. He's his RB18. Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler have played one game in both. They're in the top 30, 28, 29. Doesn't take much. So I would be careful, but I'm buying low on Javante. Couple receivers. Listen, Jahan Dotson, two weeks in a row, he shit the bed for me in DFS. I still believe in the kid's talent. You get him for basically nothing. All right. It's a tough matchup this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, but you're playing, you play him inside and he's got great ball skills, good contested catch ball skills. I wouldn't start him this week, but I'd acquire him this week because you can get do it on the cheap. And then Jonathan Minko, who I played in DFS. Listen, go get Terrace Marshall. If you want, if you need to start it this week, Marshall might be your guy against Minnesota, but I think Mingo, it seems past Marshall over on the depth chart. And he had six targets in one quarter of play. One quarter. They were just peppering. The better the passing offense is, the more there's going to be. And this kid has played ahead of Thielen and DJ Chark each of the last two weeks. Right? He was the alpha of this room. So Jonathan Mingo, a guy to go get. And one more player. This is a happy little accident. Anybody watched the Atlanta Falcon game this past week? I'm buying Kyle Pitts right now. I know you're frustrated. I know you hate him, and I don't blame you. However, Kyle Pitts, his, all of the intangibles, everything else that you look for in a tight end, he's got. Even the targets aren't bad. 17 targets on the season, right? That's not for a tight end. That's as many as Kelsey. Now he played one extra game. <laughs> but, I mean, it's more than Higby and Musgrave and Goddard and uh, Mark Andrews. I know one less game for Mark Andrews. But, you know, that's a lot of targets for Pitts. His average depth of target is very high. And if you watch the game, you saw Desmond Stink and Ritter overthrow him twice on deep balls. That could have been a monster game. It could have been a monster game for Pitts. Instead, he gets 41 yards. This guy could have, he could have had 120 yards in this game pretty easily in those nine targets. So, and you got some tight end friendly matchups coming down the pike as well. So if you can get them for cheap, like if you have a Dalton Schultz and you're looking at who, well, maybe you can go and get Pitts for uh, cheap right now. You know, it's not a bad thing to do. Got the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Texans. The Commanders, the Bucks, all these teams don't guard the tight end. A lot of man coverage. They do not guard the tight ends well. Kyle Pitts is going to get better. Sell high candidates. I did this on the XM show the other day. Uh, Jordan Love, CJ Stroud. I don't. I like Jordan Love a lot. A chain Mostert. He'll get hurt. Michael Thomas, Puka Nakoa, especially. I mean, Cooper Cup looks like he's coming back. We'll see. Tank Dell. Sam Laporta, I like Laporta. He's been great. But the fact that you can trade, if you want to, let's say Zach Ertz was available at at tight end for you. Or maybe you could swing something for Kyle Pitts. How about this? Trade Sam Laporta 
get back Kyle Pitts and Jahan Dotson or Javante Williams or Jonathan Mingo. Get a package of guys like that, and you're going to win that deal. Rest of the season, you're going to profit massively. It's a good time to swing a trade like that. All right, so those are some of the sell-high candidates. Let's go through the depth chart, fantasy football depth chart. Remember, this is not necessarily rankings. This is their value. This is how valuable they are right now going for for the rest of the year. Quarterback ones across fantasy football, the alpha, you know who they are. Patrick Mahomes, duh, number one, 1.1. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert is QB4. Joe Burrow, five. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, six. Lamar Jackson, even though he is a bad offense for him. So let me stop at Lamar. To me, those top six are it. And I am – one of the things I told – this is why we're – earlier in the show I talked about how difficult it's gotten trying to give advice and help people. Because they, you know, if you guys only did part of what I said, yeah, you Javante Williams is struggling. Najee Harris is struggling. Okay. I told you nonstop to get an elite level quarterback. Nonstop told you that. And if you waited, Tua, Russell Wilson, Watson were the guys that I won. Now, the only quarterback you could have gotten that so far that I was somewhat high, I was way lower on, than the field was on Justin Fields. That's the only one. That's the only one. Otherwise, like if you have one of those six quarterbacks, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Tua, you are in phenomenal shape. The, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers win your leagues. You, they're 99% of the bitching this fantasy football season is about running backs. Guys, here's a secret. Nobody's running backs are any fucking good. None of them. Uh, every team, everybody doesn't like one of their running backs. The only people that are happy with their running backs so far, either they got immaculately lucky or they have McCaffrey or luck by Pollard. I'll give him credit for Pollard. I I Bijan and I'm fucking thrilled. By the way, he's RB seven even after a down week. Or they luck boxed into Mostert, right? Oh, you know that's the only other way. Or Brian Robinson, who by the way I was higher on than anybody too, and told you, told you, and told you through running backs that I was high on in the later rounds. I get Najee. Everybody blasts me for and Javante. Okay. Fuck you on both, but Javante is going to be fine. Najee, I have a feeling it's going to end this week. But I also told you, motherfuckers, I told you fucking Kyron Williams. I told you Devon A. Chain. I told you B. John Robinson. I told you motherfucking Brian Robinson. I fucking told you James Conner. I fucking told you Nick Chubb to handcuff to TJ Ford. I fucking told you James Cook. And I fucking told you DeAndre Swift. And I fucking told you Zach Moss. I motherfucking told you. You don't have excuses. Fuck, stop bitching about it. My God, it's annoying. And nobody's running backs are any good. The only ones that have separated themselves. McCaffrey, Walker, Pollard. That's it. 
Everybody, even B. John, I love B. John and Brian Robinson, but they're they're right around the pack. They're not even ten points away from disapp- Miles Sanders. Right, not even ten points over three games. Three points a game away. Uh, three points is so calm the fuck down. Running back suck. You're not winning your league with a running back. Somebody had called me the other day on Sirius XM. Said I got trade. I have all these great receivers. I got trade for a running back. I said nope, nope. You do not. Do not. You are what everybody's looking for. You're my dream in one of my leagues. You want to get give me a, a monster receiver for one of my running backs because they just had a good week. Uh yeah, no problemo. Kimasabi, I'll throw in a side of beef. No problemo. So uh, the rest of the QB ones. So after those quarterbacks, then it all becomes hairy. Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Tua. Lamar is seventh, and I, even at, I'm like, wow. I'm not very optimistic on Lamar. It wasn't going into the season, and not now, but he's going to get enough with the running game. I'm putting Trevor Lawrence eighth, and I, that's a, it's, to me, that may be my worst stance right now is, <laughs> I don't, there's no proof that Trevor Lawrence deserves our credit. Trevor Lawrence just doesn't fucking produce. And yet we love him, right? Because college football told us to love him. Okay. Right? That's all he has. It's really, I'm I'm putting my trust and my faith into him. All right? But I'm not very optimistic about Lawrence. I'll put him eighth. Ninth is Kirk Cousins. Minnesota sucks. Defense is puke. Throw the ball unlimitedly. He knows he's not going to be back. He's putting up numbers. Fuck it. Might as well, right? You might, he might, we might as well. Because got the weapon in Jefferson, Scott Hawkinson. Those two are going to eat. I don't have any problem with it. Kirk Cousins, number nine. Jared Goff, 10. Jared Goff. Oof. Thursday night game has not played yet. You're listening to this afterwards. Something who knows what Goff would do on the road against Green Bay. But it's a good offense, and their defense has not stepped up. One-dimensional defense. It's good against the Falcons. Yeah, thanks to missed field goals and bad coaching. But, yeah, that I, I think Jared Goff's going to be top 12 fantasy QB. And I got him 10th. Be very good at home. He'll be lukewarm on the road. Welcome to 2023. Welcome to the second half of QB1s. Russell Wilson is 11. Russell Wilson sucks. And yeah, I agree with every comment you're going to make. However, we all have to agree that he's QB seven right now played like dog shit. This Denver defense is only going to be bad. It's going to be bad, 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 bad. Yet a lot of winnable games on that schedule. Still not winnable. I mean, even if they lose, I mean, do we give a shit? I bet it. I was wrong in this podcast, binging the Broncos. I stand behind it. The analysis was there and, doesn't look like they're going to get over their, uh, what, eight and a half wins that I thought they would, but really thought they'd be two and one after this. I knew they'd get beat by the Dolphins, not 70 to 20 or whatever. Do you know if that game was like a one score game, though? That was a game at halftime. 
or right before halftime. Like that game was a lie. Rewatched it. And I'm like, I don't remember it being this close. It was pretty close. And then Dolphins, the, the Broncos just quit. But Russell Wilson, he'll put up numbers, is 11. And number 12 is Deshaun Watson. We saw a lot more throwing in the first week without Nick Chubb. Ford is a viable pass catcher out of the backfield. Probably more a better weapon out of the backfield catching. Going to be huge for Watson. Sean Watson is starting to find that groove and starting to be the QB that they paid all that money for. He is the final QB one, number 12. Top of the QB two chart is Justin Fields. The rushing ability still there. He has made uh, the first two weeks. He didn't make any last week. He made wow moment plays. He's throwing the ball more. His yardage is way up, but the Bears stink. Bears stink. Again, Broncos stink. Bears stink. Everybody, it's okay. That's good. The worse the defense is, the more throwing, more pressure puts on the quarterback. So Fields is borderline QB1. If people still want to put him ahead of golf, Wilson and Watson, I get it. But I I see him hanging on the ball way too long. Just indecisive. You can't be indecisive in year three, but you can't do it. Jordan Love is next. Love is a better quarterback. Ever. He's, he's, he's solid. Let's slow down on Love. He did nothing at all on last Sunday. Absolutely nothing until super late in that game. Pulled it out. Wound up being great. Ran touchdown. That was awesome. But he's a QB two. You can't, you can't go in. You can't overtake it. You can't have Jordan Love as your QB one. That unless you have a stacked team around you. Daniel Jones is next to the QB twos. Dak Prescott after him. Anthony Richardson, Matt Stafford, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. Name I just said to buy low on and CJ Stroud. Those are your QB twos for everybody out there. Uh, again. I think in 2023, it's going to be very difficult for any of us to win without Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Tua. Right? I think Lamar, I think we can win with these other guys. People like Brock Purdy deserves more. Uh, maybe. Right? But it's hard to count on these guys. It it takes a Brock Purdy-like situation in San Francisco for us to win. If you have... You know, McCaffrey and Bijan as your running backs, and you have, you know, fucking your whoever, your, your wide receivers, you know, they're good receivers. Okay. Yeah. You could drop a quarter, a low end QB one or two in there and just do the job, Jordan Love or Brock Purdy or Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott, and you'll be fine. Yeah. It's possible, but you're not going to win because of them. You're not going to win a championship because of them. Now let's do the hard part running backs. It's, Dog shit. It's terrible, everybody. I have no nothing else to disguise it. On Sirius XM this week, I went over the whole what the scoring is, wide receivers outpacing receivers more or running backs more than ever, as far as the top scores are concerned. And that's not going to change. They're just going to continue to pull away and pull away and pull away. That's all that's going to happen. It's a massacre. You're going to win with wide receivers. But running backs, the number one guy is McCaffrey, of course. Bijan Robinson's number two. Tony Pollard, three. 
Saquon Barkley, four. Should be back this week, by the way. Monday Night Football Extra Day. I think he plays against Seattle. Joe Mixon is five. Aaron Jones, six. Don't forget, Aaron Jones is the entirety of that Packers offense. He is everything. Getting him back this week and Thursday Night Football is going to be huge. And Austin Eckler at seven. I don't think Eckler's long. He's not going to catch the passes. And I think that we're seeing a massive regression out of the running back spot in LA just in general. Right. I really do. I I don't think with Josh, I don't think Josh Kelly could be that bad. And you could tell me Eckler is going to be Eckler will be better. Not, you know, what did Kelly run for 13 yards? Eckler would run for 30, which is a lot better, but it's not monster numbers. But in terms of pure value, that's it. Those are the names. McCaffrey, B. John Robinson, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, all secular. That's it. Those are your RB real ones. Now there's that's what seven running backs that are worth anything. Everybody else is just, my God, do they have questions? And we'll start. Well, running back eight is Kenneth Walker. I think there's a case to be made for Walker, especially coming off the monster week, but I'm not going to get, fooled into that. Oh, it's going to be like this every week. We saw Charbonnet bash people, knock a, he knocked a linebacker off of his fucking feet. Charbonnet was on the field. He's going to continue to grow in that role. So I love Kenneth Walker. He is eighth on the board, on my board, rest of the season. All right. Then it's Josh Jacobs, nine, Derrick Henry, 10. <laughs> These two look terrible. Slow plotting. Jacobs did not come in the camp in shape, and they're paying a massive price for it. He's just not the same guy he was last year, and he he should have signed a multiple year deal. He really should have because he cost he's cost himself a lot of money. I put him there just because there is nobody else. Nobody's going to take snaps or touches from Josh Jacobs. And he catches the ball. That's the best I could say. And Derrick Henry is the king. Tajay Sharp playing, Tajay Spears playing after Tajay Sharp's a former Titan. More snaps was just because that game was out of hand against Cleveland. I'm not optimistic, but at least we'll know we'll get the goal line touches. Better in a non-PPR format, Derrick Henry. Jerome Ford is 11th. Told you. Told you, handcuff your running backs, and Jerome Ford will be fine. And he didn't run for a good total, but he caught the ball, caught a really nice like 20-yard touchdown in that game and had the goal line. So he is number 11. Travis Etienne is number 12, and we saw Tank Bigsby take away his short yardage. So I mean, it's nothing but questions. So those are your RB1s. McCaffrey, Bijan, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Jerome Ford, Travis Etienne. Running back twos, start with the guy with the freshest legs coming back this week, Alvin Kamara. I drafted Kamara in a lot of leagues. Tough matchup against the Bucs, but he's not going to be like he used to be, okay? We all need to understand that absolutely. But with Jamal Williams out and on IR, so that's four weeks for Jamal. 
and Kendra Miller is being eased back into it. It really, it's going to be full service Camara, which has always been good, even in Carmichael's version of this Saints offense. That's a valuable piece of property we got coming back. Miles Sanders, the second RB2. DeAndre Swift, I think he really separated from Gainwell this week as the uh, the third RB2. If you want to call it 15 overall, that's fine. Jonathan Taylor next. We only have one week. Jonathan Taylor should be ready to come back. What's going to happen? Zach Moss has played very well. By the way, how is Evan Hull doing? Everybody who told me Evan Hull was the starter in Indianapolis. Then you told me Deion Jackson, who's now in the Browns practice squad. How's that working out for everybody? Yeah, it's not. But nevertheless, John Taylor come back and got some tough matchups. Tennessee, Jacksonville, Cleveland. Ooh, Saints. It's a really bad run right there for running backs, for either Moss or Taylor. Down the stretch, it gets a lot better. Second half of the season, Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, Texans. But it's going to take a while. But I have John Taylor very high. If they keep him, the offensive line has played better this year. Anthony Richardson will help out. And John Taylor is going to be a huge asset. Now, he may also get traded. And I factored that in into these rankings and this depth chart. There's a there's a chance. I mean, fuck the Browns. I mean, that could happen. Right there, Minnesota, we know, is looking for a back. So a lot of teams out there looking for running back help. They shit on it all offseason, didn't want to pay anybody, but they need help now. So I think there's opportunity for them to move Taylor. David Montgomery, five or 17, if you want to talk about overall, he's an RB2 number five. I think we we can confirm that Montgomery is the Lions' uh, rushing attack. That's their plan. They love Montgomery. Gibbs is just going to play the DeAndre Swift role. And Montgomery is a better version of Jamal Williams. That's how it's going to be. Raheem Mostert is next. I can't trust him. I won't trust him. I can't. He's 32 years old. He's had 15 different injuries. I'm not different. He had five and one knee. One knee is five different knees. Do you understand that, including three surgeries? He's 32. Everybody acts like this guy's like fucking second year in the league. Held together with scotch tape. It's a great offense. It's a great offensive line. It's a great spot to be in, but he's not long for this world. Number seven at the RB2 is Ramondre Stevenson. Kind of forgot about Stevenson. I expected a lot better of a game. The Jets are a tough out, that's for sure. But And and then Zeke is playing a lot, too. Uh, And I had that fear in draft season. But still, Stevenson is 56 touches, top five in the league going into week number four. Uh, And we saw the Cardinals were able to run against the Cowboys' defense, and I think that the New England Patriots will attack that way as well. Revenge game for Zeke Elliott. Yeah. So Stevenson is seven. James Conner, eight. We got to love what Conner's doing. Another guy that's always an injury prone, but needs another contract. So he's playing high. James Cook, he's done well. He's the man. The only problem with James Cook is Latavius Murray has quietly taken over that goal line role. 
Every time they're inside the 10-yard line, it's Latavius Murray. It's not even Damian Harris. It's Murray. But James Cook, between the 20s, has been very productive. Low-end RB2, rest of the way. I have Najee Harris next. This could easily, this week will tell you everything. And whoever it is, whichever Steeler running back emerges, I get the feeling it's probably going to be Jalen Warren. Right? That's the feeling I get. But whichever one emerges is going to have a really good second half of the year. Not even second half. They have a bye week in week six. So it feels like it's second half. They're going to have a, they're going to go on a run in the second half and lead people to championships. Brian Robinson, 11th. Don't like them running out of shotgun as much as they do. It's really infuriating me, quite honestly. But he's been productive. I told you he would be, but he's number 11. Doesn't catch any passes. And the final RB2, Kyron Williams. It's, it's all Kyron all the time. Like it's it's quite amazing to me at just how much the Rams have completely and utterly given the keys to their running back spot to Kyron Williams. I drafted him. I was as high as anybody in the world. I was the only human being in the world in him. And it's baffling to me that they gave him this much. I thought he's a 50% guy at max. He's in the National Football League. There's one running back with an 80% snap share or higher, and that's Kyron Williams, 85.2. McCaffrey is second at 79.8. He's getting more than McCaffrey. He's right up there in target share. McCaffrey's 15 1, Kyron 15.7. Rushing share of the offense, 54.9. For McCaffrey, 52.2 for Kyron. I mean, there you go. Kyron Williams, that kind of workload. He's a valuable guy. I So he should be higher on the list. He he should. He is a little bit more valuable right now, but I think I just am really nervous. Too slight, too small of a build. But uh, so those are the RB2s. All right. That's your top 24, essentially, but that's the value. Everybody not on this list. Yes, Javante didn't make it. Um, a lot of good players or decent running backs did not make my list. No Isaiah Pacheco, no Roshan Johnson. Um, you know, those those guys, no AJ Dillon, who I thought would have crept it. I thought Dillon would have had better times in here. He hasn't. No Alexander Madison, even though he is the starter. Much better week, as I told you, in Minnesota. No Brees Hall because Fucking Dalvin Cook still link, hanging around like a like a ex boyfriend and won't leave his your current girlfriend alone. Damian Pierce didn't crack here, even though he was damn close. Damian Pierce is two away from Kyron, and and I like Pierce a lot. I do, and the snap share is good for him. Or it's improved, I should say. It wasn't good. Week one was terrible. It's improved the last couple of weeks, but still kind of worrisome. Right, got the touchdown this past week. Still at barely over fifty percent of snaps. I think it'll get better. I think Pierce will crack into this mix here very, very soon. But he's just—I just can't go there yet, especially with how bad the defense is playing in Houston. So uh, there you go. Let's look ahead to week number four. Some matchups for you guys to exploit here. Get a jump, my. 
smash matchups, the offensive line versus defense line, and my wide receiver coverage matchups every week. Go exclusively at fantasyguru.com. But you need the DFS package to get it. It's in my article. That's the place to find it. All right, so uh, check that out. Make sure you get that. It's worth it. Even if you don't play DFS, it's worth it just for those stats, to be honest with you. Best trench matchup, the Vikings against the Panthers. They are a uh, a very heavy – there's a lot of, like, good matchups in the trenches this week, like advantageous. So we think that, like, the run game should get going. And like, Madison's in a good spot again here against Carolina on the road. They are a plus, uh, what, a 45.9. Highest on the board this week. Second highest, Eagles versus Commanders. 41.34, followed immediately by the Dolphins uh, against the Bills with a 41.30, very close between Philly and Miami this week. Those are your best trench matchups. Again, full report, every team, every game, both sides of the ball, offense line, defense line, it's all there at fantasyguru.com. And then the best passing matchups for the week, it's the Chargers against the Raiders. Honestly, the Raiders against Chargers too, both sides of this game are really advantageous. Curious that the Chargers sat J.C. Jackson down last week. Didn't seem to help. They can't get a pass rush. Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack cannot fucking get a pass rush. So, and the Chargers secondary, that's supposedly very talented, cannot cover. But the Chargers are going to light up the Raiders secondary. Raiders secondary, they got burned by Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett playing like dog shit. Really bad. So that's the best one. Bengals against the Titans. We know Tennessee, they are a run stop. Can't stop the pass. Hopefully Joe Burrow's ankle is better. It's a short week, but it's in Tennessee. I expect a big game out of Burrow. Another huge one out of Jamar Chase. If you even think of starting him over or not starting him instead of Puka, uh, or Puka Nakoa over Jamar Chase, I will slap you with my underpants. The third best passing matchup is interesting. It's the Broncos against the Bears. Worst two teams in the league, but both teams should be able to score. It's a really good one for the run game. It's a good one for the passing game. The way I look at it, I look at Sean Payton's going to do everything he can to do more ball control offense because it try to help that defense. They'll use the downfield pass. They'll have success in doing it, and then it's going to be Javante Williams. Short yardage, touchdown, receptions out of the backfield. But that's the third best passing matchup for the week. Um, oh, hit the bet last week. Woohoo. Um, you know, two bets, one for one for one now. Um, you know, in three weeks of making bets here on the I'm actually two and one because I did do a bet week one. Yay, okay. Uh bet. It's really early in the week. Now that I'm recording late night, Tuesday night into Wednesday, this is a tough one to bet on. But remember, just go get the betting package at fantasyguru.com. I don't know what to tell you. Just go get the pet. There is no chance between me, Tyler Beaker, Russell Clay, uh, fucking Ted Schuster's college football. There's no way you're not going to make your money back. If you are a subscriber, it's going to cost you what, like a hundred extra dollars. If you just want the betting package, it'll cost you a little over a hundred dollars, probably $150 or something. I think it's marked at 200. You can get a promo code down to 150. It, you can't win $150 
in the next 20 weeks of football with us, college and pros, then there's that it's fucking it's a math equation. It's impossible. So get there. I post mine on Saturday. That's when I post all my bets, usually about 10. I also do Thursday night games, Monday night games. But here's my bet of the week. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. All right, I, here's I'm going to do a parlay. Nice, easy one. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, under 46 and a half. I'm using the alt line on that, under. This is going to be a defensive struggle. I don't believe in Jameis Winston, who will start for Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield. Both defenses are solid. I don't think a lot of points are going to be scored. So go Tampa Bay, New Orleans under 46 and a half. And the game that I do think there'll be points and everybody's going to play it. We got it. I don't know. The weather right now seems fine, but I don't know what it's going to be like in Buffalo. But Miami Buffalo over 49 and a half. They're going to score 50 points between them accidentally. Just they are both of these offenses. So over 49 and a half Dolphins bills. Under 46 and a half bucks and Saints. That's a two, that's a two-team parlay essentially, using the alt lines. That's a plus 125 bet right now, just under the 130 mark that I like to make. But still a very solid bet. Survivor. I am still alive. Multiple entries still alive in the circus survivor contest. Your boy escaped. Last week, uh, I did not use the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is very good. Had the 49ers, fantastic. This is a tough week of Survivor, man. I'm not going to take chances. I just am not interested in taking chances. To me, Kansas City on the road against Zach Wilson and the Jets, Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Commanders. Those are the two that I'm positive about. If you haven't used the 49ers, now is a great time to use the 49ers, right? Not a bad time to use San Francisco either. So I would go San Fran first, Kansas City second, Philly third, divisional matchup. You never know, even though it's home for Philly and road for Kansas City. That's the direction that I would put it on. If you want to get a little weird and a little different, which I don't recommend it, Houston's been playing well, but I think this, the Steelers don't lose games like this. They just don't. So the Steelers would be my underdog play in the Survivor formats. All right, so there we go. Uh, that's going to do it. Episode 175 in the books. Can't believe I've done this many episodes already. Yeah, we're catching fire, everybody. We're getting hot. We're making moves. You, you know, hopefully you understand. Hey, did... We, are we hitting 100% from our pre-draft stuff? Absolutely not. Knew it would never happen. We know Najee is disappointed. We know Kadarius Tony's a ghost, Javante Williams. We know those guys have disappointed. Javante's going to be fine. Najee's probably losing his job this week and go fuck himself to Kadarius Tony. All right? That's where I said we are ready to turn that page Stop wallowing, stop bitching, stop complaining, pouting about this guy, this guy. Go make something happen. Go win. Make the right decisions. Don't use an Etch-A-Sketch for your lineup and shake it up every other day. You shouldn't be asking if you should start Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or fucking uh, Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown. Like These are dumb, absurd questions. Stop doing it. You're smart enough. You know that the answers are. 
You want to talk about KJ Osborne versus uh, Marvin Mims or something like that? Okay, now that's what we do. That's what we're here for. Get over there to fantasyguru.com and get the betting sub, get the get the all in, get it all, and that way you don't have to worry about do I have access to this or that? Then you just get everything. Otherwise, pick your betting, data, DFS, seasonal, whatever you like. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you one and all for coming out. Thank you for dealing with me and my cursing potty mouth. Hopefully we learned something. Hopefully we're in better situation as far as quarterbacks and running backs. You understand what those values are. Next week I'll do wide receivers and tight ends. Get a little update on that there as well. Listen to Elite Sports weekday afternoons, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Fantasy Football Talk in a car getting coffee every weekday morning exclusively on my Twitter feed at Jeff underscore Mans. I go live about like two-ish, about 215 to 220-ish every weekday morning on my Twitter feed. Answer questions, do the whole thing over there. Thank you for coming out. Thank you to our producer, Sean Angle. Does a tremendous job in getting this show up and posted every single week and making me sound a lot smarter than I actually am. Best of luck to you guys in week four, and we'll see you again next week, everybody. Till then, you may disagree with some or maybe every damn thing you heard in this episode, and it's perfectly all right, folks. Why? Because it was just one man's opinion. Relax. We'll be fine. See you next time, everybody. Deuces!